Okay, okay. Yeah, Tyler, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Come on. Get out. Get out. No, that's it. Let's go. Come on. Out. Now. Mazikeen. Let's go. Mama. Get out. Tenchi, <laughs> you too. Here. Cute little it. dogs. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SoFlow Theater Co., where we talk about sunshine, show tunes, and everything theater till the curtain rises. Please welcome this week's special guest, Benjamin from Loxon Productions, and your host, Tiffany. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, um, my name is Benjamin Leon. I go by Benji Leon usually. Right now, I'm a senior at FIU. I'm graduating now, April 25th, hopefully, you know, assuming I pass all the classes. I started acting pretty late in the game. I started acting probably my sophomore year of high school is when I really got into it. I did my first show in eighth grade, but I really got into it around sophomore year of high school. And I did a bunch of musicals. I did probably like 17 musicals from sophomore year to senior year of high school. And then once I was in college, I stopped doing theater for a good two years just to focus on my studies. And my sophomore year of, of college at FIU, I decided to open up Locks and Productions after doing, I did, I did a production of Adam's Family. And then at the end of that year, I opened up Locks and Productions basically to give people a place to do professional shows and get paid for doing professional shows, especially people our age and the talent in South Florida. Cause I honestly think South Florida and Miami in particular has so many talented people, talented people and everyone that I know and all my friends that I know all feel the need that if they want to do this as a career, they need to leave. They need to go to New York. They need to go to LA. They need to leave Miami if they want to pursue the arts which I think is a real shame. We have really talented people here and Miami's are really up and coming. It's not up and coming, it's a booming city already, just not for the arts. For me, I opened up Loxon to give actors a place where they can put on you know, Broadway quality level shows here in Miami, not having to leave. And if they do decide to leave still to New York or whatever, at least they have real professional credits on their resumes when they go. Because right now, if you go to New York to audition for a show, and you have no credits on your resume, you're probably not going to get in. Uh, if you just have your degree, just like a normal job interview, if you go for a, a job and you don't have any anything on your on your resume, they're like, well, we don't want to give you a job. And then it's that vicious cycle of never having any experience. So that's part of the reason why I opened up Loxon is to give people a place to be able to do the performance um, here in Miami at a really high uh, level, as well as getting paid a professional wage and everything. But at the same time, if you do still decide to leave, they have reputable credits and professional credits under your resume when you go to these other big leagues, so to speak. I 100% agree with that. That's why I wanted to start SoFlo Theater Co. in the first place, because you don't know how much talent SoFlo, like South Florida has in general until you actually start seeing it in person. Yeah. Uh, until you start seeking it. Yeah, exactly. Like. Honestly, one of the very first shows that I saw on a professional level here was actually in the Heights with, with you in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally, um, we went for my friend's birthday and I was like, oh, in the Heights, okay, I like the soundtrack. I've always listened to it. I've always, I like Limon Miranda, okay, cool. Yeah. And then I saw the production, I'm like, oh shit, I love it. Oh my God. And then I've been obsessed since then with anything and everything theater. Like that was like the pinpoint that got me to want to know more about theater gets more impassioned about it and everything like that because awesome. yeah 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 because being able to find like 
the whole cast of In the Heights in 2019 was all from um, was all from Miami. It's all Miami talent. They were either students at UM or students at FIU or people who had just graduated, but everybody lived and was from Miami. Um, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that was on purpose. Like everyone, we were just the best people we had were Miami talent. That's awesome. And of, it'll be perfect for that, especially for In the Heights. It's perfect to have Miami people because it's literally a Hispanic um, production. Yeah, of course. I'm assuming you've been in Florida all your life. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what is it like to act in South Florida or be a producer, a director, being able to own an pr entire production company in mm -hmm. Miami? Like, what is that like? It's sorry. I have a lot of dogs that they start barking. It's a lot of I fun. I have seven. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that far off from each other, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Honestly, I got into it because I like to do it and it's, it's fun for me to do. Obviously I'm still studying at FIU. So this was at first uh, a hobby, but I ended up taking it very, very seriously when I opened up Loxham. It's fun to, to produce the shows and it's very fulfilling to have the shows go up. And then right now we've only produced In the Heights and Spelling Bee are the two shows that we have under our belts right now. And then COVID hit and we had to postpone our revival of In the Heights, which has a new cast and everything, which was going to be in May of 2020. Now it's happening in July. So those are the shows that we had under our belts and we have a bunch of shows that we want to do and we already have like plans moving forward and stuff. It's an interesting place to do theater in because there's a lot of people in Miami and there's a lot of people always wanting to do something new in Miami and people who want to go see shows. My hope with Loxon is to really nurture that theater going experience so we have more and more people go to the theater because we have a very small theater community for the most part. But putting on shows in Miami is... You know, it's, it's better than putting on a show in the middle of nowhere, you know, like luckily we're one of the big corners of the United States. We have really talented people. So it's easy to reach out and find people to come in audition. We have a lot of talented people that audition for the shows, people from all over the place. For In the Heights, the first and second time we had over 200 people audition. For Spelling Bee, we had over 80 people audition. And people are really, really talented in this little city that we have going on here. And putting on a show in Miami, like everything else in Miami is all about the hustle and bustle and how fast, you know, like we put on Spelling Bee in literally two months. Yeah, from pre-production to rehearsals to set building to everything was two months. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really energetic, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's energetic and it's fun and it keeps things fresh and alive. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of putting out little fires that pop up throughout the course of the production and you always have to be on your toes, um, negotiating with venues and stuff like that. And, finding capacity until eventually we have our own theater, which is the goal down the road is to have our own secure venue. But yeah, there's always something to do and there's always people to talk to and there's always something going on. If it's not with the actual rehearsal process, it's with the production process of the whole thing. So it's, it's fun and everyone in the theater community, like other producers and other companies like Area Stage or MCT, which is where I did my shows when I was younger, uh, Miami Stage Company is their adult program that they have there. They, uh, they're all very friendly and supportive of each other. Like it's, it's like a friendly competition, I would say, if anything, because they all go to each other's shows and they're all supportive of each other. And everyone, we all just want shows to really kick off, at least in my opinion. That's how I interpret the shows in Miami and the environment of producing shows in Miami. No, of course. Yeah, I did an interview with City Theater, actually. And I'm here like, 70 followers nobody knows me and then they're like yeah let's go let's do it I'm like oh my god okay 
So yeah, no, I agree that everyone's like a friendly competition. Everyone's supporting of everyone overall yeah. in the theater community. Everyone wants to see everyone do good. It's literally yeah, that. Just want the exposure to go out and to support other people's shows. Exactly. Of all the productions you've done in your life, especially everything, mm-hmm. um, what will be your favorite one that you've done? Well, for musical theater, I'm very partial to, to In the Heights. I, I really like it a lot. Not only was it the first show that we did uh, for, for Locks and Productions, I did In the Heights for the first time in 2013 where I was just, uh, I was an ensemble. I was a, a dancer when I was like 15, 14 years old at Miami Children's Theater. Then obviously seven years go by and I produced that at, at, uh, at FIU and I got to play Usnavi. I, I, I was able to cast myself in the, in the part of Usnavi which I actually auditioned for my director. So I hired my director and I said, hey, I'm going to audition just like everybody else. I'm going to put on the show regardless. And you let me know if I'm good enough to play the part, basically. So I forced myself to audition and everything to go through the process to get the part. And In the Heights is probably my favorite. If it, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, which I did, I played Jekyll and Hyde in, in uh, my senior year. And Adam's Family are really close seconds. I played Gomez and Adam's Family. but. Aww. Probably In the Heights would probably be my, my favorite show that I've been able to do. In the Heights, you directed it also? No, I oh. produced In the Heights and I started In the Heights and I did all the pre-production stuff and everything that goes into it, you know, which entails basically hiring everybody, um, hiring the actors, hiring the director, the choreographer. And obviously I had a very small input with my vision, With you know, I talk about it with the director, but I did not physically direct In the Heights. I did direct Spelling Bee, which was a show we did after In the Heights. So there I was the director, producer, and I did not act. I was an understudy and I was forced to go on for one of the performances, but, um, but I did not act in Spelling Bee. I just directed and produced. And for Heights, the first time and this time, I'm just producing and, and, uh, and starring. What is it like to, since you did have to act for the understudy and Spelling Bee, how was it like to do the directing, producing and acting, all three roles for that one night at least? It was crazy. It was, uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was fun, but it was crazy because I didn't know that I was going to have to go on to play that part as the understudy until like the week or the week and a half before we opened the show. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have time to really get another actor to play this part, nor is it in the budget. So I guess I'll just do it. And it was it was fun. I mean, it's cool to say, you know, to be able to say like, oh yeah, I acted, I produced, and I directed uh, this one show. And that's obviously, it's, I'm very proud to, have, you know, be able to say that I did that, um, but it's hectic and it doesn't take, you know, you still have to put the same amount of energy into all three of the, of the jobs. Obviously the directing aspect of it by that point was more or less finished besides maybe giving actors notes at the end of the show. But for that, you know, the director's job is done once the show is on stage. And then you just, you give notes and you walk and you make sure everything's okay. But for the most part, you can take a breather. The production side, the producer side, obviously a lot of it's done up until the ticket sales is really where all you really need to worry about once the show is on your feet. But the acting aspect of it, I was super nervous. I was super, super nervous because obviously I knew what the actor had to do. I told him where to stand and how to say his jokes and whatever. But actually having to remember everything that I told him for the past two months for that one show, I ruined every dance. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even lying. I ruined every single dance. I played it off. And luckily it's a comedy, so it could be funny. 
but yeah, the choreography I did not pick up. I was lucky enough to have just gotten all the lines and all the improv down packed. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> okay. What are your backstage traditions? Backstage traditions for me, uh, I usually keep to myself. I'm not the funnest person backstage. I'm not mean. I try to keep everybody in a positive attitude and I try to make jokes here and there. But once we're close to like five minutes until showtime, I kind of shut down. I kind of sit in a little corner and I get in character and I do all the typical acting things, you know, depending on the show, if it's closing night or if it's opening night, since I'm also the producer of the, of the whole show, at least for, for locks and shows, um, I'll give a speech to the cast before we go on stage. We'll maybe we'll get around and we'll do a little prayer or something or, you know, something to, to spike up the energy and, and have a good luck in the show, good run. But I always, no matter what the show is, uh, I always take a, a, a breather to myself, a good five, six, seven minutes to clear my head and get in character. And it's, it's nerve wracking. I mean, at, at FIU, we performed in front of, we sold out every show, luckily. Um, we did 12 shows for 560 something seats in that theater. And that was nerve wracking. And if I didn't take my breather before the show, I feel like I'd come out and be like, lights up and just pass out right on stage. <laughs> Boom, just out. So yeah, I need to take my breather. Or I'll hug, actually, for In the Heights, I hug Abuela Claudia before I go Aww. on stage. Yeah, she's actually, she's my acting coach from when I was younger. She was actually my acting coach and she auditioned for, for In the Heights. And I was like, well, you killed it. So we ended up using her. So I give her a hug before the show and then I go on stage. So yeah, I usually just take a few seconds to myself and then go on or minutes to myself. That's good though. At least you have something that you could focus on yourself at least before, with all with all like the hecticness that's going yeah. around you since you're doing everything. At least you have some some time, like mm -hmm. little tiny snippet of time to relax and like be like, yeah. okay, I can do this. Okay. Exactly. Guys, cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'm the same way also. Before any anything, I have to like, put myself in that mindset of the character and be like, this is who I had to embody. Like last time I acted was in high school. Uh -huh. Oh my God, that was long. That was like seven years ago. What'd you, what'd you, okay. what'd you do? Um, okay, so it was a directed, self-written by my teacher. It's called uh -huh. Wait. She wrote it when she was in Kansas or whatever. And it's about real life issues that teenagers go through. So mm -hmm. I was the... It was a new part that was added to the whole play. And it was that my boyfriend just broke up with me because I didn't want to have sex with him. And I had to walk on stage, like, bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I was like, and I'm here like, how the fuck am I going to go from perfectly normal to, like, crying my eyes out, like, <laughs> eyes red, like, crying. Like, I'm having, like, about to, like, have a freaking panic attack and crying. Mm -hmm. And then, like, having my, my friend that was actually my friend on stage, like, trying to comfort me. It was just, like... I don't even know how I did it, but I did it, and oh my god, it was terrible. Wow. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it wasn't bad. I'm sure it was great. But we it was for districts, and we didn't get anything, and we were like people's choice. Like everyone in the act, like everyone in the the, the thing was like, oh, we loved it, we loved it, and the judges are like, it's a good. <laughs> well, that's why art is subjective. Yes, yes. <laughs> what type of style of acting do you prefer to do? Meaning like different medias of acting, like film or, or shows or things like that, or? Musical, shows, film, anything, any type of acting, what do you prefer? Well, I've mostly done musicals, like I, like I said. 
I've done one professional feature film for SAG. And then now because of COVID, I've been working pretty much since March. No, since like April or so, I've been working every week as a, as a voice actor. So I dub shows for different companies from different languages into English. And I think they all bring their own, you know, they're all fun. They all have their own gimmicks that are in, that make them all interesting. I've done two short films and one feature film. So acting in front of film and television is super different from acting in, on stage. It's much more subdued and internal. Uh, I usually see myself as an internal actor anyways, even on stage, but it's, it's different. I think the... I enjoy acting in film and television because I like the connection and the bond that you make with the crew and everything. And obviously it's not easier, but it's less pressure on you. But at the same time, I love the live aspect of the performance for, um, for musical theater and for straight plays too. Like that's a blast. And you still get that connection with everybody for over the course of the rehearsal process. And I don't think I've done a single show where something didn't go wrong. So that always having to be on your toes and having to improvise in something is always a lot of fun. Like a real fast, real quick story. Even in In the Heights, we had a, a moment, one of the actors didn't come on stage. There's a part in the opening number where I go, Sonny, you're late. And I turned around and Sonny wasn't even on the stage. <laughs> so I was literally like, you're not even here. And I just continued the song. And when he did join the stage at the end of the song, um, I had a little like improvisation with him. Then where were you? You're later than usual, whatever. So that it was, it was, it was fun. You keep things fresh and you make it as a joke with the rest of the cast. When I did Adam's Family, my sword broke on stage. I swung the sword like towards the audience and the whole plastic front of the sword flew off the, the stage. And I was literally, I swung and my, my reaction was, oh no, my sword. And then <laughs> Um, I was on stage with Wednesday, who, if you're familiar with Adam's family, Wednesday's like yeah. monotone, super. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was, Porecita, she was there turning red, like <laughs> backing up and like tears coming out of her eyes. And of course, the entire audience was dying of laughter hysterically too, because they knew the sword was not supposed to break. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Oh my God. So I looked at her and I went, you didn't understand this was a family heirloom. And... <laughs> the show going like that and you try to bring it back so little things like that is what makes musical theater so special and then obviously the applause at the end hopefully if it was a good show um and the the, the laughter of the audience and feeding off of their energy so i don't know if i like film or musical theater more but there's definitely a lot more that musical theater has going for it i think and since that's where i really come from i think at the end of the day i'd probably have to say musical theater that was a really roundabout answer. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I liked it. I liked it. With all the memories that you've been giving me, what will be your favorite overall if you haven't already given it? Um, for for Locks and Productions in particular, it was probably for In the Heights, the very end where I have my arm around um, Vanessa at the end of the show and literally just the last few lines and the lights going up across this, the, the audience so I can see the whole audience and then it goes up against us and everyone's there and we're all posing at the end of the show and it's a, about community and whatever. That's one of my favorite moments. And then seeing Spelling Bee go on stage as something, that's my the first thing I ever directed ever. Um, that sitting in the audience and seeing everyone stand up 
and then also obviously me standing after them and clapping for the for the cast and i felt like a like a parent proud of their of their kids like oh they did it they killed it you know oh that was that was really nice too so we always like to give um the last two questions I'm all, I got are a little more on the fun side. Um, so what's your go-to musical soundtrack to sing with your friends or anything in your car on a long drive or anything like that? Oh, boy. I don't want to say In the Heights again, just because that sounds redundant. It's why mine is In the Heights or Hamilton or <laughs> Heathers. Yeah, I mean, we do, we do love us some In the Heights, me and my... My, my musical theater friend group, we listen to pretty much everything. We really do. From In the Heights to Little Shop, obviously Hamilton as well. The go-to, maybe because In the Heights is so much in the air right now, because we're that's what Loxing is, is focused towards. And um, my friends all know about it. And some of them are even in it. Um, so probably In the Heights as of right now. But sometimes it changes to Phantom of the Opera. And we cover everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're very well, Heathers too, we're a very well-versed group of people. They like a lot of songs from a lot of shows. Yeah, <laughs> same here. Um, yeah, so Sofco Theatrical is usually four people, including myself. And we have Leslie, that she has a whole playlist that's like maybe like 10 hours long mm-hmm. of just straight up musical theater that we just listen to every time we're in the car together. And yeah. it's just straight up like singing, like everything. We might not be in harmony, but we're singing it the entire time. <laughs> You can't go wrong with show tunes. They're literally the songs. They really are. Yeah, literally never. That you can still focus on it because they're still like, all the songs are in musical theater are like formulated for you to still be able to focus on what the hell is happening in front of you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, and then last one. What is your favorite theater quote? Oh boy. Let me think. Hmm. There's a lot of really good ones. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if I had to, the first one that comes to mind is from Jekyll and Hyde. There's a lot of really good ones in Jekyll and Hyde. And I, I don't want to wait like five minutes to think of the exact perfect one. Cause I know there is one line in Jekyll and Hyde that's my favorite, but I don't remember it right now. So I'll give you another line that's in Jekyll and Hyde that I also really like. Um, there's a line where Dr. Jekyll says to the, the board of governors, when they refuse his medicine, you know, his idea for a new medicine, he basically, he yells at them and he's mad at them because they're not willing to accept his thing. And he has a line where he goes, the only thing constant is change. And I like that line. I think it's a pretty good line to showcase having to adapt and, and whatever to your environment around you. If you want to succeed, you need to be able to change and, and adapt to things going on around you or else you'll, you'll fall behind and you'll fail. So off the top of my head, probably that line, the only thing constant is change. But I know there's other lines in Jekyll and Hyde that are really good that I can't remember right now. Yeah, no, there's always anyone that gets told like, oh, what's your favorite thing? Uh, uh, everything just goes whoop, out the window. And they're like, who am I again? What is my favorite thing? Yeah, exactly. I actually lied. One more thing. Any advice that you will give to oh, yeah. for South Florida people? Uh, my advice would be to not give up, which I know is very generic, very general, but it's true. If you are adamant about not giving up and you go to every single audition you can, eventually something will land. It's important to go, if, you, if you're going for musicals or you're going for film, regardless, 
Whenever you audition for something, realize that you're not necessarily auditioning for that part. You're auditioning for the producer and you're auditioning for the director. They'll keep your contact information if you did a good job. And the next time they do a show, they'll be like, oh, you know who'd really kill it in this? We should call this person, see if they want to audition. And they'll call you in. So you can't let yourself be discouraged and you can't beat yourself up if you don't get a specific part. We had people who auditioned for Spelling Bee who were not right for that show. And now they're killing it in, in the Heights. It's going to go up at the R Center. So as long as you're persistent and you actually audition and you give it your all at every single audition and you don't let no's discourage you and you go in with optimism thinking you're going to get the part, but you're not crushed when you don't get it or if you don't get it, you're going to have staying power here. And having a good attitude, I think, is also incredibly important. Once you are cast, once you are cast, I think it's incredibly important to have a good attitude and be a positive energy in the cast and in the environment with your producer directors and the rest of your cast you don't want to be causing any drama or causing any issues because that's a guaranteed way to never get hired again you might not get fired you might finish your show but you might not get in with that same group again and in a community this small like miami word gets around pretty fast so always hold yourself in a professional friendly and energetic mood that's actually very good advice not gonna lie that's very good advice for anyone Especially for anything. It's, it's yeah, really not just theater. In, in business, too. and work, too. Everything. Yeah, literally everything. That's pretty good. Okay, so I think that covered all the bases. Actually, oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't follow. I didn't see if Instagram had any. Because I <sighs> put a, a thing on Instagram. All right. If there's anyone that wanted. Okay, well, favorite line and then what they do, bro. <laughs> favorite line and what? Favorite line, what they do. Oh. What the fuck? Okay, cool. Whatever. Well, I'll answer it anyways. CEO, founder, actor, producer, and sometimes director. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. So that was this week's episode, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed my time here with Benji. He was an amazing person to interview and get to know and to know about Luxon Productions. He does have um, In the Heights coming out later this year in the summer. Um, I hope you guys could also join us and be able to be part of the audience while perform while they perform it. And I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week that's it for everyone see you guys next week with our next interviewee yes with our next interviewee um that's it take five thank, thank you five, five. <laughs>